Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Drink too much rum last night. Yeah. Yeah, why? Why? Uh, I don't know. It just seems like the thing to do, really. Just thing to do. Monday night. Monday night rum night, isn't it? Dark, <laughs> dark, dark and stormy. Were you watching anything particularly sort of like island lifey? No, I was watching... Um, I was watching horror films. <laughs> and snaffling snaffling rum. snaffling rum and ginger beer yeah. you're trying to offset the horror with the joy of rum yeah did it work yeah until, uh, until this morning yeah i mean i was i wasn't that bad this morning but i did go to bed at like three well i mean you, so i didn't have to deal with the morning for that long really are you ready to go now yeah all right let's give it a go Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. And I'm Carl Noble. And uh, we've been plagued by technical difficulties. Oh, the gods riddled with them. The gods in the machine are conspiring yeah. against us. They don't want us to get you this good information. Uh, from our good. Who's trying to stop us? Uh, I lock. They were trying. Yeah. For a bit. Cable. Uh, yeah. Whoever made this cable. Uh, stage core. Stage They're goal. conspiring against us. Not happy with it. Do you think? Do you think they work for um, the anti-agency? Cinecolor. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, it would be interesting to, if they were still working today and their plan was to make low-quality cables. <laughs> and just in case we have to buy one. Just in case anyone decides to to commit any of these sorts of thoughts to any sort of recording and Seems broadcast extreme, that across it? the but, I mean, we, but, but we know that Cinecolor does do this. Yeah, and to be fair, our, wor- our words, uh, anarchic as they are, are reaching upwards of 60 people a week. A whole <laughs> 60 people <laughs> so, a week? So, wow. you know, like I can see why we might be of <laughs> <A> concern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, last week we had a yeah I think a I would say a surprisingly surprisingly fruitful uh, yeah uh, escapade uh, even if it was um, a bit just all over the place all over the shop because uh, what it has done really is brought all the Looney Tunes characters we've experienced so far into one sort of network yes. albeit tentatively. We finally got sort of... But they are all connected Elmer somehow. and Sylvester connected to the Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner yeah. situation, connected to Bugs and that situation. They're all at least tentatively linked now, which, yeah. although it happened in a sort of underwhelming fashion... It uh, still happened, though. It's happened. And, and that is the big step forward. Yep. And it's only taken us nearly three years to get there. Uh, but, I mean, the thing is, is like, like now, now we can move forward with that uh concept it'll be a lot easier to firm those ties up i think yeah so i mean like bugs and elmer and daffy they were always in the same sort of sphere yeah and sylvester and tweety and granny and hector they were obviously all in the same sort of sphere wily coyote and roadrunner were sort of their own separate thing yeah but we uh figured when elmer was in the money he was sponsoring wily coyote yeah in, in that game show uh, and uh, now 
we think Elmer is using Sylvester's money that he inherited. Yeah, and investing it. In investing it in Wile Coyote. Yeah. Um, bringing, finally, those two spheres fully together. Yeah. Um, it looks like this week's episode is also going to be uh, a, a bit all over the place. Uh, I think mainly through the introduction of a lot of uh Incidental one-off characters. What you mean, like John and Marsha? Mouse was really the one leaping out to me. Well, yeah, but not I mean, even giving him a name. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's it's going to be a Sylvester-heavy one, which yes. normal, he's a, he's our main boy, sort of at the moment. He's yeah, our man. main he's our main driving force. Uh, so let's jump right in uh, with the unexpected pest. It's a Sylvester, Mouse, John, and Marsha number from June second, nineteen fifty-six. I think we've had John and Marsha before. I think we have, yeah. Maybe I think leg, they're a maybe leg people looking sort. Oh, they might be leg people. Yeah, fuck, I forgot about leg people. Giant <laughs> leg people. Jesus Christ, we get through a lot of shit, yeah, don't we? Do. we? <laughs> So they were indeed leg people, or close enough. Yeah, uh, that that cartoon had a beginning and an end. Didn't really feel like it had much of a middle. It didn't have much of a middle. Uh, so Sylvester's, uh, you know, uh, he's a house cat again. Yeah, he's I think there. he's been employed. He's been essentially employed. Although we'll we'll, we'll get to what that actually means because there's something in the background mm. of that. But uh, it was brought in to get rid of a mouse. The uh, sort of husband in the family doesn't seem keen on having Sylvester about. No, I think he's kind of sick of him just lying around. And uh, Marsha, the wife, uh, does go, oh, to be fair, there hasn't been a mouse here in ages. I'll call the society tomorrow yeah. and get rid of him. Who are the society? Well, we'll get, we'll get yeah. around to that. But ultimately, Sylvester uh, has to find a mouse to maintain his position in this household. Uh, and so he grabs one from outside yep. and makes the mouse his slave. And the mouse's job is basically to come out every now and again, scare Marsha, Marsha yeah. and then he'll catch the mouse and slap it about the face. Slap it about the face, dealing what can only be presumably massive neck trauma. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and yeah, just keep that cycle going without ever killing the mouse. Uh, but the mouse gets wise to the fact that Sylvester won't eat him. Yeah. Uh, because he needs him, and so then the mouse is in charge. Yeah. Uh, but then mouse puts a lot of faith in Sylvester to rescue him from suicidal situations constantly. Yeah, like, and I don't really see what he's gaining. I mean, I suppose probably control over Sylvester is probably what he thinks he's gaining. But like, this mouse is putting a lot of trust in Sylvester to stop him from doing. Like at one point, he lights dynamite and sits on it. Yeah. And waits for Sylvester. He's going like, to drop an iron on his own head. He's 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 in a mouse trap, like, just he's grabbing not just it, cheese. threatening it. Like, like these he's things would see kill it him. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it's 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 pretty much. I don't really understand what the mouse has to gain from this situation. Like, surely, once the mouse had gathered that Sylvester wasn't actually a threat to him because he needs him. Yeah. You could have just demanded, like, cheese or, like, like I need payment for this. Or freedom. Well, yeah, I know, but but the thing is, is, like... I suppose, I, I suppose if he was going to be go free, Sylvester may as well eat him. Yeah. But if he's going to commit suicide if Sylvester doesn't rescue him... Well, exactly. So, but, like, if it was me, I'd have just been like, look, buddy, like, 
let's let's work this out. You get me some cheese. You keep me fed. Could you slap I'll... me around the face less when you get me? Yeah, like you know, I'll let's work together. Now, what's interesting to me is, well, a couple of aspects, like physically, before we get round to who this society are. Yeah. Like, firstly, how easily Sylvester got the mouse, because in the past, Sylvester has not been good as a mouse catcher. No. He's. But that's because he's been up against. I mean, often he's up against Hippity Hopper. Yeah. Who is famously not a mouse. And cultist mice. And cultist mice as well, which we haven't seen in a while. And I don't think we're dealing with here just because the the mouse seems so unaware of what Sylvester is about at the start. So it's interesting to me, though, that he's, you know, an efficient mouse catcher. But also, I wondered, because when he immediately realises he needs to find a mouse quickly... Yeah. He moves the piano, which is in front of a mouse hole. Yeah. Uh, and doesn't find one in there. He moves something else. The curtain. The curtain is in front of a mouse hole. So, I mean, did he not catch the mice before? Did he just move furniture in front of the mouse holes? No, see, I, like, I, I think what happened there is he is an efficient mouse catcher and he has efficiently caught all the mice in that place. So, like, my, my understanding from the start was he was... They got him to catch mice so i'm thinking like he's put himself out there as a business as a mouse catcher yeah because i'm thinking maybe they had cultist mice kicking about he's come in taking care of them and now he's lounging about do we think uh him putting himself back out there as a mouse catcher is uh something to do with uh elmer's management of his finances does he need to appear to have a job well possibly because i mean like like, like we know he He doesn't want to get a per diem like you know, he was getting he was getting some money, so he was able to sort of like like be a bit more lavish because he had a farm for a bit. But I'm thinking maybe he's just bored. You know, you know when like rich people are like mm, I've still got to have a job. That's true because I'm bored and like he seems a lot more confident. Yeah, uh, generally well, speaking, like he's worried about losing the job. It's because his son isn't there belittling him. I was just wondering like what his fear was in losing the job, and it can only really be one of two things to me. He either needs the job. To be able to move money around in a way that's favourable to yeah. him. And that would really have only been told to him by Elmer Fudd, his financial advisor. Yeah. Or the society, whoever they are, uh, it's something reach sinister that he doesn't want to be involved with. Yeah, because it, it, it was said in a very sinister way, wasn't it? The society. It was, but also I was wondering, is like, is it someone you get to come and pick up, you know, like just someone you don't want around anymore like some sort of weird like sinister mm. agency or is it where they got sylvester from in the first place well see that's what i was thinking i'm thinking like is this society kind of the people who employed sylvester like are they are they are they working against the cults and against Possibly, uh, but then why would he not want to go back? And well, I suppose because he doesn't want to. Like he's, he's. I guess maybe he's currently been put on a job where he's just a regular yeah. mouse catcher. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's got a pretty cushy rather one. than having to hunt, hunt fucking evil tweeties. Evil tweeties. Yeah. Um. I mean, what do we think about the ending of this one? Like where it leaves. Sylvester? Well, he just fucked. He just fucked off, didn't he? He, he was just like, like, ah, uh, I've had enough of living in this house, and he just kind of, I don't know. It it's almost like he just walked off the job. But, like, do you think that's begrudging acceptance that he is going back to the society and he's going to be 
reassigned. Yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think it is. I think he's he's just like I'm not I'm not putting up with this mouse. But at that point, because previously we've always had Sylvester down, sort of as a lone uh, hunter of Tweety. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of slowly descending into madness, like a like a Lovecraft character. Um, you know, he's right, but it's driving yeah. him insane. Where has this society come from? Do you, like, like, do you think it's the sort of like the the other pantheon of characters? Do you reckon it's like you know society like Bugs, Elmer, um, you know, like all those? Like, like, do you think maybe they're not necessarily working against like the Tweeties, but maybe they're working um, towards you know Space Jam? Yeah, I mean, like, like, like do you think Bugs has set this society up? to solve problems within the Tooniverse. Possibly. And also there's the level of the agency who we established very early on um, as a sort of a group between our world and the Tooniverse, yeah. a sort of governing body, yeah. uh, like a sort of Illuminati, la le lu le sort of <laughs> situation. Is that the society now? Has it grown? Is it not just... Is it less of a... Less of a sort of a military branch as yeah. it sort of started out, and more of a yeah, like secret society, well, a, a masonsy sort of situation. Un, un, unless maybe it's a branch of the agency. Well, I think it would be the other way around, wouldn't it? The agency is like the more because the society the sounds more like they're directly applied. Yeah, branch the, like the society sounds like something that has been put together specifically to combat the occult. Maybe yeah, so maybe it's a, an occult wing of the same yeah. The, the agency is dealing with, you know, your escape tunes, your your universal, well, your cross universal disasters, Problem, yeah. and then you've got the society, the society, which are specifically focused on occult. So they, so they'll be looking at the genies. They'll be looking at the various different. Do you think witches. they've got occult people on board? Like, is it like like Hellboy? Well, or like you know, or like League well, of Extraordinary I mean, Gentlemen? I or... think I think they kind of do because I mean, I mean, t- tunes in I, themselves. I think they're trying to recruit Yosemite Sam. I mean, he's he's mellowed. They kept, but maybe they kept him on an island for twenty years. Yeah, we'll see. Just to break him down a bit. I mean. We like, might find out next. Well, when I looked at this one, the name of it, I presumed it was going to be a Bugs and Yosemite Sam number, but he doesn't seem to be in it. No, he's not. Uh, but let's let's move on to that because it will bring us back round to the Sylvester number and hopefully among these three episodes, we might be able to piece this together. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is called uh, Napoleon Bunny Part. Uh, which part? We just don't know. Legs. Uh, it's the legs. It's, it's the, the legs, legs, isn't it? Well, well, I think of a rabbit. It's Napoleon, legs, you know famously but incorrectly uh short uh maybe he wants bugs bugs is a leggy guy got a joke go on what a natural segue into a, <laughs> into right. a joke, I was thinking that was, uh, <laughs> joke. Uh, what do you get if you cross uh napoleon with dynamite napoleon blown apart <laughs> It's I mean, I quite like it. I also quite like it because Napoleon Dynamite is a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, join us then watching Napoleon Bunny Part. It's a Bugs Bunny, Napoleon and Muggsy number, which is an interesting shift. Yeah. Uh, from June 16th, 1956. Is Muggsy the big gangster or is he the, the no, little one? I, th- I think he was the little one with the with the big hat that comes down right over his eyes. Because it's Rocky and Muggsy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think well, Muggsy's the little one. 
Well, let's see what happens. Uh, join us watching Napoleon Bunny Park. So what began as a damning indictment on French workmanship uh, yeah. ended as Shutter Island? I think so, or something like that. So like this this opens out with um, Bugs thinking he's going to Hollywood and then ends up in what we are shown as uh, France during yeah. Napoleon's uh, reign. Yeah, it's like a palace. Yeah, and he, he kind of, Bugs wanders in, Finds Napoleon sat at the table. He doesn't wander in there, does he? He burrows in and he moves one tile, which means that the tiles for the floor of this palace were just chucked yeah, on straight, 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 straight onto the ground. But he, he he goes up to Napoleon's office and kind of just like slidles up to Napoleon. Uh, Napoleon's sat at his uh, sat at his table with his uh, map and he's moving artillery and he's men around, trying to get to Scotland. Yeah, by taking the high road. Yeah, standard um, procedure. Yeah, and. Bugs is like, yeah, mate, you wanna you wanna put the artillery over there, and then there's just a bit of a back and forth. Yeah, um, standard sort of Daffy and Bugs back and forth, yeah. where where one of them just switches at some point to make sure the other one who's just being just gets confused, the contrary, just puts it where they want. Yeah, don't really know what Bugs was trying to achieve there. I think he was just having a giggle. Then they had, some, just... then they had some snuff. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah, good uh, bit of snuff. Good bit um, of snuff. And then and then there was a bit of a chase. Bugs dressed up as a as a lady, played some music on a jukebox. Um, In the end, Napoleon decided to execute Bugs yeah. with the guillotine, uh, and that's where it got sort of uh, that's, that's where everything sort of weird. twisted around. Like, so I would I would say I'm, I'm pretty sure, like even the bit with uh, Muggsy in. Yeah, Muggsy is the big one, not the little one. Muggsy's the big one. Yeah, yeah. We'll need um, to remember that because we will forget. Uh, and we'll get back around to that, but I do think. Like, because I do want to talk a bit about Muggsy, but I think the first five minutes of the episode are ultimately kind of dead air. Yes. Uh, and then Napoleon goes to execute Bugs with a guillotine. Uh, Bugs looks under the mask of the executioner. Yeah. And asks, asks him how he he's fixed more blades. blades. Yeah. And like the executioner just sort of like slaps his hand down. Yeah. Like in a, what are you doing? Yeah. Sort Don't of touch way. me. Don't look under my hood. Then they have a bit of a chase around. Yeah. Uh, and Napoleon gets the back of his clothing sliced off. Sliced off. He takes the hood off the executioner to have a go at him, calling yeah. him an idiot, and it's Bugs. Yeah. So I think this might be the closest interaction we've seen between Bugs and Bugs. Yeah. And I think that's probably why he slapped his hand down. Because he didn't quick. It's like, no, that not. can't happen. Yeah. You can't, like, you can't see me. It's like, he's not ready. He's not ready to go through like that speedy of a transformation through his various forms yeah. and become a portal yet. He's not no, ready. He needs no. to be a rabbit still <laughs> yeah. to get some shit done. To do his good rabbit business. Time. Uh, because, you know, that's, that's Future Bugs' deal, is yeah. going back, guiding his past self to do all the things he needs to do and setting up all the stuff so it goes yeah. just right. Bit perfect before he becomes a portal. Yeah, before he becomes a hole. We've we've really we've really fucked ourselves up with that. I'm not gonna lie. Just like because now now future bugs is sort of on a timer to not become a hole before it's too late. Unless but, there's three. But he knows when he's gonna become a hole. Yeah, that he that he's he's fucking around. But the with hole time. can't do anything. The hole can just look at stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's no good. You can only become the hole once everything's been in. Once everything's in place. Yeah. 
It's very confusing. So then you can watch it's a very it confusing time. It, it is a very, very confusing but time. The, but, and talking of confusing time, we thought all of this was in, in the Napoleonic past. era yeah. France. Uh, but then he gets dragged away by the orderlies uh, saying, oh, you, you know, yes, is the I, seventh I Napoleon am Napoleon today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, he drags him off and then Bugs goes, what an idiot thinking he's Napoleon. When I'm Napoleon, he puts a hat on and L- fights his way back down his hole. Yeah. So what we thought was the palace actually turned out to just be a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Like, who I assume were... Because there were swords everywhere... So I'm assuming maybe they... I think they were rubber swords. Yeah, but if we're Shutter Island... If it's Shutter island styley, like, there's some hallucination action going on. Yeah, right? so, I, so I think they were just kind of letting him have his moment as, ah, oh, he's Napoleon, to try and see if it could help fix him. Well, at one point, there were, like, swords and stuff in, like, what I would... I mean, I don't know what you call it. You know, like an umbrella stand thing yeah. you have by the door. Like, in my thinking, it probably was just umbrellas. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like... And and Muggsy, you know, I mean, that's iffy. Like, I'd like to talk a bit about Muggsy, but, like, I don't think... Like, we were shown, like, lots of soldiers and things like that. Yeah. I don't think they were there. I think they were probably the orderlies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's hallucination. Now, what's interesting to me is that that hallucination is shown to us uh, and not sort of um, reconciled at Through any the, point. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go, oh, names. that's actually what happened. Is this a problem with the triumvirate of bugs, future bugs, and portal bugs? Like, is it it too much for even portal bugs to process properly? Well, uh, see, what I'm thinking is, like, potentially the the, the psychic energy coming from Napoleon. um, As it does. As it does. Like, Napoleon famous for the amount of psychic energy. Well, I'm I'm thinking that maybe that was skewing what the portal was saying. So I'm thinking maybe the portal was channeling what... Uh, Napoleon was seeing as opposed to what Bugs was seeing because I, I think that maybe is too much interaction with Bugs because that, that's the problem. Like We've always thought that Bugs interacting with Bugs leaps him on in power. Yeah. So the portal is always there every time Bugs is there. So it can't be interacting with Bugs. But what I'm thinking is that the portal interacts with people on a, like, a more psychic level. So we see what they see. Like, the portal must have some power in how it presents stuff to us. And that, like, in a lot of ways, like, now we've established this is probably the final point of Bugs' power. Not the final point, but... Well, yeah, but, like... Who knows where he's going from there? A a far future point of Bugs' power. Like, it does reframe a lot of the sort of earlier episodes that were, like, ambiguous in the time period yeah like because early on like we had a lot of episodes which were very definitely presented as a show yeah had like flashcards and yeah, yeah. things and that hasn't happened in a long time but that ability to put that sort of facade over everything yeah must still exist in the portal yeah um but yeah it was a weird episode are we to believe that uh, past bugs is going a bit loopy at this point. Nah, because it, it, or was it he bugs, just in it? But bugs does a bit. He just he, he gets into it and he's like, "Dad, ah, this this is what I'm about now." So I don't think he genuinely thinks he's Napoleon. What do we think, I think about? He's just having a giggle, Muggsy. Because I like when when we thought it was in Napoleonic era France. Yeah, 
I was like, what's Muggsy doing here? Because he's normally like a, you know, a gangster. Yeah. Like a uh, you know, right-hand man of a mobster. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's Muggsy doing here? And I figure, like, he's big uh, compared to pretty much every other person we see. Yeah. Uh, he's not all there. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's dim. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I wondered if he had some relation to you know maybe the because the, the there used to be giants everywhere, and there's yes. still a land of the giants, although we have not seen that in a while. No, um, I'm wondering if he's you know sort of a half giant situation, possibly, um, which I thought would go some way to explaining his longevity, which is why he could be there in Napoleonic era France. But now we don't think he was there in Napoleonic era France. He's no. just a big dude. But I still kind of feel like he might be a half giant sort of situation. But do, you th- do you think he was an orderly, like it, like in Shutter Island, where he had where um, DiCaprio had his partner, yeah. who was actually a doctor, yeah. not his partner? So do you think that actually Muggsy was there that, to help guide? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you think he was there just to kind of, like, like just to guide Napoleon through his treatment? Yeah, maybe. Or or bugs. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, Muggsy was there. What's he doing there? That's really the upshot. Yeah. Um, now, I don't has he that... given up his gangster ways? I doubt it. Uh, I mean, unless he's trying to... Oh, do you think... Because we've never seen Rocky without a hat. Right. Do you think that's Rocky? What, Napoleon? Yeah. Could be. Like, I don't know, because we know it's not Napoleon. It's right stature. Yeah. He's short, but he hasn't got a hat so on. So Rocky of Rocky and Muggsy thinks he's is Napoleon. in a psychiatric hospital because he because the power went to his head. He thinks he's Napoleon and um, Muggsy's got himself in that case, in I don't think Muggsy is an orderly because the other soldiers, we saw three other soldiers yeah, yeah. at the start and they had like blue uniforms yeah. on. And he had a red one. Outside. He had a red one. So I think that's maybe what you're given if you're there as a visitor. Yeah. He's there visiting, hoping Rocky. to help, uh, hoping to help break, like, not break Rocky out, as in like a physical sense, but like help him get back onto his uh, crooked mobster ways and stop thinking he's the. You've got to get him back on the straight and narrow. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> he's a crooked mobster. You can't yeah, keep going broad. around being Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. It's cliche for a start. So I think Napoleon was Rocky. Okay, so I think Bugs is mostly just doing his bit. Yeah, throughout that. Although he did have a sort of risky uh, encounter with his future self, like a bit too close for comfort, because yeah. his future self was clearly not happy about it. It's like, stop it. Yeah. And we think Rocky is in a mental asylum, yeah. thinks he's Napoleon, yeah. and Muggsy was just visiting. Yes. Okay. Sold. <laughs> uh, I mean... Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to help us link the two Sylvester episodes together very no. much, like as we as we had hoped it might. But uh, we'll, we'll plow straight in and see. Give it a go. Give, give it a go. We'll give, give it a go. go. But they, they can't give ask it. much more than that from us, can no. they? It's like, no. we're, we're, give, it a go, we're giving it, it a go. All we're right? going to give this a go. Just calm down, all of you. We're giving it a go. Giving it a go, isn't it? Jesus. So we're watching... Why your neck in? Just, yeah. Fuck. Ingrates. So we, do this, we do this for you every week. Why'd you neck in? Just watch your neck in. Uh, so we're watching Tugboat Granny, which is a Sylvester, Tweety and Granny number from June 23rd, 1956. Now, last time, we, we, we haven't seen much of Granny as we expect to see her no. in a long time. Like often when it says Granny, it's a Granny. Not Granny. Rather than Granny, capital G, Granny. Yeah. Um, but Granny did 
go off with Tweety on a boat. You know, Chuck yeah. Sylvester off the boat. And that was where, what we think is like the advent of Tweety Prime. So I'm always intrigued uh, if Granny is in a sort of maritime situation of any kind. Yeah. Like, it, it, in my head, all I can... The, the only vision I've got is... Uh, do you know the cartoon Steamboat Willie? Yeah. But I'm replacing that, but with Granny. We have had a bit of that already, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. We've had them on a, like something that we thought was Steamboat Willie-ish. In fact, I think it was directly pastiching that. Yeah. I think it was a very long time ago. I think it was. But real, real I do early. have a picture in my mind of a of a Granny and Tweety on a Steamboat Willie situation. Yeah, yeah interesting. Maybe maybe we're getting the the long awaited sequel. <laughs> uh, so we're watching Tugboat Granny. It's a Sylvester Tweety and Granny number from June twenty third, nineteen fifty six. <laughs> I mean, not as helpful as I'd hoped. Not my granny, for a start. Yeah, no, that is not the right. I mean, granny not that granny all. is my granny. No, but, you but know. not. But but it's the granny from the last episode. That sort of like weird round faced yeah, pea lady. Yeah, she's a lot jollier than like what I would consider granny. Yeah, because I mean, I think that that's the Tweety from the last episode as well. Yeah, I think it's a continuation. Um, um, because the Tweety is a bit more self-sufficient, a bit more fierce. Yeah, but I'm thinking and the maybe that's a bit why, softer. Uh, that's why I think that Granny's a little bit happier. Well, I because think, I think the Tweety's given her a bit more leeway. Well, I I was wondering how that worked myself because I was like, uh, is it that the Tweety adjusts based on the Granny it winds up paired with, oh. or can it like a symbiotic, or can it project, or or can, does it based on its own abilities? project like the sort of supplementary skills it needs onto the granny mm, yes yeah, so, I mean, like, like normally tweety is like yeah it's it's like sort of it's not particularly like physically fierce no or whatever uh but the granny that we know and love uh is. you know is badass <laughs> yeah um uh whereas this tweety seems to be able to deal with the sylvester situation pretty much single-handedly yeah, and the granny is there to to drive just the make boat. the whole thing seem more acceptable. <laughs> yeah, she's just there to drive the boat. See, I I I think that is some level of um, symbiotic relationship. I think there is a backwards and forwards, maybe not intentionally. Do you think that's why they take a while to find a granny? Well, so they've got to find something that's compatible with the yeah, programming that it, this Tweety's been sent. Yeah, it's out like with. yeah, it's yeah, possibly they've got a sort of radius like on Tinder. Yeah, and they're just trying to find the granny for them. And they're, oh, well, or it's like, um, except Eva- the grannies, or it's app. like an Evangelion thing. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you, you know, where, they, where, they, where they've got a sink. Yeah, maybe. But and, either way, and that's it's why like, it has to be grannies. Because in Evangelion, it has to be any like kid under the age of 14 because they had to have been there since the last fucking explosion. I mean, whatever. Let's not pretend that's the reason. The reason is because that's, anime. Well, yeah, but 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 that's. I mean, that's the story that they say in it. So we've got to put I'm, these naked children in these robots immediately. Yeah, it's like why? Cause, uh, so. But maybe maybe it's something like that, and maybe it has to be grannies. More specifically, um, for so like because maybe it's the grannies' brain waves are maybe more acceptable to the Tweety. Well, I think they're. The ones who are likely, you know, they're, they're the ones, you know, browsing the, the ads to buy a, a, a Tweety Bird. Yeah. That's just what they want. 
It's just I think it's more that they're there's just that's a, a target an audience it's, yeah. a, it's just access target audience because we have seen other things doing i saw i i thought i tore a pudding yeah because like this this episode particularly and I, I think it's just because it wasn't followed up mm. it suddenly made me start thinking about what that is and it's like i thought i tore a putty tat i think is like the in, the immediate alert yeah. when a tweety feels like it might need to start broadcasting information back to tweety prime yeah uh, but the Tweety then assesses the situation, and if it goes on into "I did, I did tear putty tat," yeah, it's broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this Tweety didn't feel the need to do that. It was just I told I tore a putty tat, and then he just smashed him with an anchor, <laughs> yeah. Bloop. or Done. lobbed a dart at his dinghy. Yeah. Sylvester gets through boats in this one. I'm not going to lie. He steals a lot of boats. Yeah, he gets one. through them. <laughs> he's very expendable. Yeah, but then I guess they're not his boats. No, so yeah. I mean, you know, when something isn't yours, it's reasonably expendable. Uh. But another interesting thing in this episode, based on the uh, yeah the conclusion I've come to about I thought I tore a putty tat, is that a fish says it. Yeah. Uh, and in the previous Tweety episode we watched, like a guy fishing in a little boat said it. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if uh, we've reached a point where there are there are other forms of drone out and about. Um, because early on, we know that a lot of the Tweeties in the field yeah. were trying to gather other animals. Yes. Like, there was that one in the hotel where yeah, like, they were keen on getting, on. like, elephants and lions yeah. and stuff. And I'm wondering if that was so Tweety Prime. Like, I, I wonder if they know as Arctic off to Tweety yeah. Prime. And, and now, na- now they're all out there. Yeah, well, that's uh, like because they took a very big boat over when Tweety Prime a, was first established. Yeah, they did take it was a, a very, very big boat. boat. Yeah, and it's and it's very possible that they've they've like in my head they've got loads of different creatures in tubes of green bubbly liquid. Yeah, all like linked up with bird with, feet. Yeah, little wires coming out of their heads and stuff. We and couldn't see Granny's feet in this one because we were wondering. We wondered if Grannies were cloned, but we didn't see yeah. this Granny's feet. No, no. So we, didn't. we wondered if all the other grannies we don't even were clones from the granny original grannies, legs, or whether or not she was just part, part of the boat, of the boat. <laughs> which, boat. which explains why the boat was all animated. The boat was very animated, and yeah. obviously not an animated. Yeah, like you know, the the boat was doing a little dance. Yeah, like uh, there's no two I ways mean, about but, it. I mean, we we've seen sentient uh, objects. I mean, but we haven't seen we've any, seen anything we've seen for a very long time. We've seen sentient outboards. Yeah, but we haven't. We have whole boat. We haven't seen anything for a very long time. We haven't seen sentient items for what no, feels I wonder like why that died out. The war because because we posited that things were under a lot more stress. Yeah, because of, because of the war. Now the war's done. We're actually seeing a lot less items become sentient because it was like because the stress also depended on like the items specifically. Yeah. So like if it were food. Its fear is yeah, sort of like sausage party. Yeah. It wants to be eaten. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm not going to get eaten. I yeah. better start doing something about it. I better go out and get a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like. But I, like, I, I've just kind of realised that, like, having seen that boat be so animated, was we're not seeing things come alive as much. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering what the stress that that boat was. Well, under. being grafted onto a granny, I assume. <laughs> so, do you think that was how it works? <laughs> I don't, just, I don't know. Started welding it to the bottom of a granny. I don't know. Well, either that or like it's animated because that boat is a granny. 
I mean, I do like the. I mean, but, but what, we have seen that very granny. Look at, look at the name of the episode. It is tugboat granny. Yeah, it's not you know tugboat driving granny. No, it's tugboat granny. Granny is a tugboat. Tugboat that granny, granny is a tugboat. The TBG situation. Yeah. That's. But that granny wasn't a tugboat last week. Well, we don't know if it's the same granny. She's got it the looked, same face. <laughs> She's got the same face. No, that means the same. I mean, I'm trying or, to remember how that episode last time ended, though. Ah, but, but maybe that granny's not a human. Because they, they got about in the last episode, but Tweety ran off. Yeah. That granny was... Oh, no, that granny... No, Tweety was with a younger, a younger woman in yeah, that episode. Yeah, but the last time we saw a granny, it was that granny. Yeah. But maybe it wasn't that granny, or maybe that granny isn't human. I'm maybe, just trying to remember... Maybe that granny's if, like the T-1000. I'm just trying to remember if there, is, there was any point in that episode where that granny might have lost her legs. <laughs> And, you know, they were like, well, they graft you onto this boat. Uh, like, like, I'm, she I'm, seems happy with the sitch. I mean, she does, but I am, I am thinking it's a T-1000 sitch. Like, she's not liquid metal, she's liquid paint. So could she be any other type of granny she wanted? I think, potentially. Potentially. We'll see if she's grafted to anything else. Yeah. yeah. She, has to keep the, she has to keep the top half a granny. Well, because otherwise who's driving? <laughs> otherwise like, who's like, driving? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, I mean. if the top half's not a granny, she just becomes a boat and it sits there and it's a boat and yeah. that's the end of it. Whereas, and also it looks suspicious, doesn't it, if this boat's driving itself about. The Coast Guard are going to have some words. Yeah, but it can't drive itself about. No. Granny's got to drive. Exactly. It. So it has to be a granny. It's like a, a centaur sitch. It's like if your legs were operated with a... With a yeah, PlayStation a controller. Control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You would have to be using You've it. You've got to use those. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Tugboat Granny. She's a new character we've got. Yeah. There's Granny and there's Tugboat Granny now. Yeah. So that's that's good to know. But, but well, she's like a T-1000. So if we see that Granny if driving we see a car, like motor car Granny, or, then then yeah. she's she's turned into, that, that part of us yeah. turned into the car. All right, <laughs> I'm going to allow it for now <laughs> and we'll see how it pans out. I mean, I'm not calling that a tick because that's, no. that's, that's wild speculation, but, you know. It's, it's called but, Tugboat Granny. It's called Tugboat Granny. <laughs> like... I don't know what else you want from me. I'm yeah, giving all the I'm, solid I'm, I'm, I'm being one of those those demanding types who demands answers about this sort of thing rather yeah. than just letting you waffle you on and walking go, away. Bark, granny, I'm done. <laughs> Cheers for your input. Your input is reading the name of the episode and pointing at Granny. <laughs> tugboat Granny, Tugboat Granny, Tugboat Granny. Yeah. Right, like, what more do you want? <laughs> Quite a lot, to be honest. Nah. But I guess, yeah, I can tell from your face I'm not getting it. Uh, so uh, that's about all we've got time for this yeah. week uh, thanks as ever for uh, listening it's good not to be on this journey alone Tugboat Granny Tugboat Granny 2 this time it's uh, the motor car <laughs> <personal>. instead <laughs> uh, it, yeah if you've got any uh, theories or queries uh, hit us up on the Twitter at TSJ Community it's, yep. always, uh, it's always fun to uh, hear your input uh, especially if you think we've got something wrong and especially if you think, when we've gone, that's a tick, yeah, and, you, and you're, you're at home screaming, it's a cross! <laughs> it's a cross! Obviously it's a cross. <laughs> uh, yeah, please tell us, because, you yeah. know, we've got to get LeBron the most accurate information possible for his most yeah. difficult fixture of presumably 2021 now, maybe 2022. Who I knows? don't really understand what's going on with this goddamn movie. No. But I'm glad, because... Uh, it's letting us give... It's given us time it's to giving catch us up. time to get through. Yeah. Uh, we're going to leave you with a song that was uh, referenced uh, on the uh, Napoleonic jukebox uh, Classic. in uh, the Bugs episode, uh, I Ain't Got Nobody. Uh, it's paired with a song, uh, every time I've heard it pretty much, it's been paired with a song called Just a Gigolo. It's a Louis Prima <laughs> number uh, with a load of other people. Sam Butera and the Witnesses, I think, of the yeah. band. Uh, so, yeah, we'll leave you with that and uh, 
we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. And just a gigolo, and everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Paid for every dance, selling its romance. There will come a day And youth will pass away What will they say about me When the end comes I know they'll say just a gigolos Life goes on without me And just a gigolo Everywhere I go People know the part I'm playing Paid for every dance Selling each romance and there will come a day And youth will pass away What will they say about me When the end comes I know There's just a triple dose Life goes on without me Cause I ain't got nobody Oh, and there's nobody Just for me this just for me I'm so sad and lonely Sad and lonely, sad and lonely Want some sweet mama Come take a chance with me Cause I ain't so bad that Baldi bozi bat blip up I'm got nobody Oh and there's no modern kiss for me this no modern kiss for me no modern kiss Come and rescue me, cause I ain't so bad. And I say no!